Welcome to the podcast about two guys who grew up in the 90s listening to grunge and pretty much overlooked everything else. Let us take you on a journey to find the music that we missed out on on Stuck in My Generation. And with that, we are back. It is warm in the studio. I'm bumping tables because I'm large and in charge. Little glutton. Little glutton. I had every intention. Welcome back, everybody. I have had every intention of, uh, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a little glutton track, I'm telling you. I Complete you. with a music video. Just me talking about food because, you know, I'm not 180 pounds like I was in high school anymore. Yeah, little glutton. He's back. We're back. Hicks is back. I'm back. That's right. Two viewers are back so far. Good. We're going to talk about uh, the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. It was a suggestion from my buddy Dan Rozier. He okay. is an Australian fella. Nice. And he likes uh, anything Australian, basically. He argues with me about it all day. Like, Barkers, you go listen to the Arctic Monkeys. I'm like, Dan, they suck. And he's like, you don't know music, fucking <laughs> shaggy wanker. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand, man. Why is my Australian friend using British stuff? But we call him the British Texan because they just, you know, I don't see any difference between Australian and British accents and the words that they use. So That's he suggested it. Arctic Monkeys. Okay. I looked into it. Seems they've sold 20 million albums in the digital age. So I was like, you know what? I know I heard their first album, and I know it was pretty solid. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's one of those bands that I don't know that I love. So jumped into the Arctic Monkeys. Big shout-out goes to, to big Aaron Butcher for doing his job in the summer, which is cutting grass and listening to the Arctic Monkeys. He called it homework. I was like, that's... Uh, that's pretty cool. The That's listeners, cool. even though I might be related to the guy, cousin, not kissing, but he, he, you know, if you're that big of a fan that you're going to listen to a band with us all week, that's what it's all about. That's cool shit. I appreciate that. I appreciate the yeah. heck out of it. It was really cool. So Arctic Monkeys, we'll dive in in a few minutes. First, we're going to talk about some things. First off, I'm sure you've heard us say this is hard. <laughs> yeah. This shit is difficult. Oh, it is yeah. difficult to listen to a band for a week, no matter if the discography is small or large. It still takes up all your week. Like it's you want to squeeze in music that you already know you love, but you kind of can't because you have to listen to this shit. And sometimes it works out great, and sometimes it doesn't work out great. So what we've decided to do to avoid burnout and to give us a little more time to listen to the episodes. Don't worry if you actually give a shit about the show. It's not <laughs> going to be like we're just not going to be here some weeks. That'll happen sometimes due to just obligations. But we are bringing back TRL. Do you remember TRL? I do remember TRL. Total Request Live with Carson Daly. Yeah. It's where people would come on all fucked up and talk. And <laughs> play my song on the countdown. They'd play 40 seconds of a song and it'd go away, and you'd be like, what the shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, why is the song over? Yeah. Total Request Live, they only played 40 seconds to like a minute and a half of the song. Like, here's number 10. You get a third of the song, and it's like, this sucks. That's when MTV really started going downhill. That was the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. So we've decided we're going to start going downhill, and we're going to do TRL, but hey, it's not Total Request Live. We're going uphill. Think so? I think so. I mean, we're both, you know, <laughs> both out of the 30s. I'm pretty sure it's all downhill from here. Yeah, that's true. But we figured we would uh, we would switch it up. Hello, James Ward. He says, "What up, howdy, y'all?" That's uh, that's our dude right there. That's right. And uh, and and I do love him. I know you you know call me out like, "What about James Ward? You love James Ward?" A couple episodes ago, <laughs> yeah. I love James Ward. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, not total requests live topic request live so shit's about to get kind of insane if you notice on the facebook page i haven't done it to youtube twitch or twitter yet but it's going to be slash stuck in my generation slash trl topic request live and that's going to be a second podcast so now shit's going to be alternating we're going to do a week of stuck in my generation yep. and we're going to do a week of trl with Barkin Daly and Chick Hicks. That's right. We're ridiculous. It's fine. That's right. But uh, we're going to take your topics. So if you're watching live, you can say, 
I want you to talk about dead baby kittens. And I'll be like, fucking shit, Hicks. We got got a story. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Hicks has a story. I do have a story. I thought of one earlier. I was like, what if someone says cat puke? And I'm like, I have something to say about cat puke, (laughs) actually. It comes out like it was never eaten in the first place. It's It's just just a pile of... It just looks a little soggy. Yeah, so this this is going to be on the fly. It's going to be on the fly. Like yeah. you, you can submit topics on any of our pages on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. You can talk live while we're recording and and streaming to you live and say, you know, on on topic request live, not on stuck my generation. You can say, I want you to talk about styrofoam cups. I'm like, God dang it, what are we styrofoam cups? Uh, first of all, oh, he's got one. It's showing. <laughs> like, hey, here's here's how we feel about styrofoam cups. No topic is off the table. No hate speech. That's the only rule. Sure. Everything else. I mean, you can ask us touchy subjects. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But we're gonna have a little fun on the bye week with that TRL podcast, and then we'll come right back to stuck in my generation because two weeks is gonna give us a lot more time to listen critically. Sure. We admit. Some of these bands and artists we've done, you get halfway through and it's like, I, I don't know if I can really attentively listen to a song when shit starts to go south. Like Dire Straits. Sure. Did we really give them? I think we gave them a fair shake, but did we yeah. listen attentively and fully committed to listening? I say I did not. I did not. Because it just I, started sucking. There are a few reviews that I didn't. I didn't give Megan the Stallion. Yeah, the, uh, the review that I should have, and that's the listen. That's how that goes because it gets kind of mundane if there's not mm-hmm. growth, and sometimes the growth goes the wrong direction. There's a lot of things that can go wrong and really throw you off course, especially if a band isn't good. Tom Petty, that didn't get that much harder. It was still easy to attentively listen. Yes, Beatles, Stones, all that stuff. It was still easy to attentively listen because it was listenable. Sure, some stuff gets unlistenable. Yeah, And for that matter, we can take a 10-album discography, stretch it over two weeks, give you an episode of TRL in between. Ridiculous stuff. You guys asking us to talk about whatever the heck you want. Again, nothing's off limits except for hate speech. So that should be interesting. Yeah. That should be interesting. And the reason we thought of this might be the Arctic Monkeys. It might not. Maybe we love this <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What's your history with the Arctic Monkeys, Hicks? I knew of one song. Just one song only. Was it uh, an early song or was it I a... Bet You Look Good? Is it I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor? Oh, yeah. I Bet like You it. Look Good on the Dance Floor. That's nah, 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 the nah. only song that I knew of. I knew the first album. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I Am. And the reason I heard that is because I think it was released in 06. Okay. And I was still into pop punk and punk at that time. So I had listened to that first Arctic Monkeys album. And I thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you've. I don't know if you've ever heard of this band or not. Dan Rozier, my British Texan buddy from Australia, he uh, he knows this band. But there's a punk band from Australia called The Living End. Oh, that sounds familiar. They had one song that was kind of big for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that band. And once I started listening to the Arctic Monkeys, I was like, this band kind of sounds like The Living End a little bit. Just okay. a little less punk, but it was still a little rockabilly. And Arctic Monkeys' first two albums, tiny bit rockabilly. So, yeah. so I kind of heard similarities already from the get-go once I started this album. But my history is is literally the first album. And I think I had listened to the second album, Favorite Worst Nightmare, but not in its entirety. I think I listened to pieces of it. Okay. And I and I liked both of them, but it was never anything to like grasp onto and and keep following their musical career. So that's what this show's all about. To go back, deep dive someone we've never deep dove before. That's what she said. And <laughs> and see where it goes and what happens. Sure. So so you had heard the one song. That's it. So I, I was a little ahead of you, but not much. Okay. What did you think about Whatever people say I am, that's what I am. The first album. Uh, the very first album, three songs into this album, I thought this is the band, the group Billy Talent. I, I Now, see, that that's good because I knew Billy Talent pretty well. I got into them for a minute and listened to their first two to three albums sure. probably. And, yep, you're right. That that's The similarities are there. Yeah, I thought this is uh, if Billy Talent and the Strokes had a baby. And that was just Accurate. off of just the first three songs. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Um, yeah. The first album, uh, 
I thought it kind of sounded, I thought my note says it's a smart way of putting puzzle pieces together that aren't supposed to go together. That yeah. was this music. It yeah. Kinda, it was random. It was, it was abstract, like abstract art and music yeah. form. Like, yeah. just all over the place kind of crazy shit. And that, that appealed to me right. on the first album. It appealed to me back in the day. Uh, as soon as I heard this first song, The View from the Afternoon, I thought it was refreshing. Also reminded me of The Living End, which I talked about a minute ago. Okay. And I got the, you know, I dig it a lot, even though I already knew this song, I was digging it. Mm -hmm. Bet you look good on the dance floor. Fun. It's like fun music yeah. right off the rip. It's like, okay, I can, I can handle this kind of fun. Yeah. Fake Tales of San Fran. It was a switch up, slower tempo. That's the third song, but I thought this is solid. Dancing Shoes, the fourth song. I said, I love this jam. It's a dang jam. It's groovy. It was my favorite so far, and there was some pretty solid skills on the guitar about three-fourths of the way through sure. the song Dancing Shoes. Then you got You Probably Couldn't See Me, and that sounded like another band that I remember from my younger days, mm -hmm. The Hives. Sure, yeah. So I, yeah. The Hives. I remember them and... You know, I was like, this, this is a Hives jam right here, and I like them for a minute. Probably yeah, the same too. way that I like the Arctic Monkeys. I listened to an album or two yeah. and forgot about them. Okay. So, got that. Uh, then you got Still Take You Home, Punk mm -hmm. 90s opening, and I got This Music's Fun. Riot Van, another slow jam, but good. It's a jazz version of Fuck the Police. Jazz version of Fuck the Police. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah. Then you got red light indicates doors are secured. And this is where I started thinking, where the shit are they getting these song titles for? Yeah. I will disclose something here and now. I don't like long song titles. Oh, I don't either. Pisses me off. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know why. It bothers me. It that, bothers me too. Just pick a couple words from the damn song and roll with it. Yeah. Like don't don't make a whole sentence. You know, oh, and that's know. something I'm typing in my notes. And I'm like, really? Really, Arctic Monkeys? The red light indicates doors are secured. And this is not the this is not the last time they do this by a long shot. Yeah. And I actually after that title, I don't have any notes on the song. I just said these song titles can go to hell. Because <laughs> yeah. I just don't I don't like long oh, song uh... song titles. It just seems silly to me. Then they got Marty Bum. I like this. I like this album. It's easy to listen to. Mm -hmm. Perhaps Vampires Track 10. Getting a tad bit samey. Yeah. So starting to sound the same a little bit, which I expect from some punkish, you know, vibe type of music. Yeah. Then we got When the Sun Goes Down. Isn't that an Uncle Cracker song? What? When the Sun Goes Down. It could be. <laughs> Follow me when the sun goes down. That's not the words, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, Uncle Cracker or Kid Rock. Let me see how many viewers leave once I say that. I don't know what's worse, Uncle Cracker or Kid Rock. <sighs> They all left. They all left. I got your picture today. <laughs> I don't know enough about Uncle Cracker to uh, compare the two. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why the fuck someone would be called Uncle Cracker. I don't know. Like, Uncle's already creepy. Cracker's a little bit, Yeah. you know, not good. So, to be an Uncle Cracker... Yeah. Like, why don't you just be a little saltine? <laughs> that would have made so much more sense. Sure. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, you're good. That's what that's what that's what it's all about. We can interrupt <laughs> each other. Yeah. We do whatever the hell we want here. That's why we're doing TRL next week. <laughs> that's right. Get ready, James Ward. <laughs> that's right. Barking Daily and Chick Hicks. That's right. Uh when the sun goes down, fun riff. Uh, but I, I was starting to feel that fatigue. I was like, I'm gonna need something different on the next album. Yeah. I already knew at this point I'm gonna need growth and I'm gonna need it quick because this even though this was fun it wasn't sustainable to me sure i can't listen to like five albums of this shit and yeah. it's not shit it was solid <laughs> but i don't want to listen to five albums of it it's, it's the same yeah. as like dire straits you know oh like, yeah change something it turns into one long song right four albums that turn into one long song <laughs> james ward says there was only a couple songs on uncle cracker and the same for kid rock james i hate to break it to you but there was fucking zero. There's fucking zero good songs from both of those artists. You may think that that night at the lounge minute was a great song, but it wasn't. It just wasn't. Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy. Yeah. Come on. 
not not trying to insult, but we, I'm insulting them. <laughs> yeah. That shit was trash. Yeah. It was just all junk. Kid Rock had early rock, uh, rap albums that were better than anything he released commercially. Okay. Perhaps Vampires. Like I said, that was getting a bit samey when the sun goes down. Then we got From the Ritz to the Rubble. Mm-hmm. Get bordering on those long song titles again. Sure. Good again. But again, I'll need to switch up on the next album. Then the last track, A Certain Romance, solid again, but I'm really going to need more on this next album. They need to change sonically. It's not sustainable. It's kind of pop punkish in a way. Pop punk aged really bad for me. It's just not listenable after a while. Mm-hmm. So this first album, I thought it was solid. I was encouraged. I was like, if this band continues to grow, maybe we hear some groundbreaking shit but if they just go on the same path it's just not going to work out now i will say tiny spoiler they did veer off the path (laughs) yes they did and like i say every episode we will fucking get there (laughs) hicks any thoughts on this album any track notes anything else i figured i'd spill my guts on it no i'm glad you did um i really don't have anything other than a summary I thought this is a decent album and I kind of respect it, but I will probably never revisit it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. It did not have longevity. I would love to hear from somebody that also listened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, if you're out there and you've got thoughts on some of this stuff, put those thoughts in the comments. Anyone that listened, I'm curious to see what everyone thought of these albums. If you listened along, James Ward said, uh, got to let your mind wander. I don't know what the hell that's all about. A good song only needs two to three words for the title. That's an absolute fact. Yeah. A sentence is too much. Sure. Yeah. Here's where the encouragement starts coming in again. In a bigger way. Favorite worst nightmare. The mm-hmm. song Brainstorm opens and kind of knocks me on my ass. Sure. Yeah. That's a good riff. That's what I thought too. I thought it's the old... Uh, Dick Dale surf guitar pulp yes. fiction. That's exactly what I was thinking when I listened to it. That's exactly what my notes say. It's surfer rock at the beginning. <laughs> Good. Like, <laughs> like, same thing as pulp fiction. <laughs> you know, it's got that crazy tempo to it. And I loved this song. And I was like, shit, man, this album's going to be good. Yeah, like they're coming back. You know, the first album was solid. I was like, they're growing, they're stacking on top that strong enough release to come out. At first, they're they're building on that debut, Mm -hmm. and they're going to knock this one out of the park. And Brainstorm did, like, and I knew that song, but it knocked it out of the park. Teddy Picker, the fuck are these titles? (laughs) I don't know. What's a Teddy Picker? Like, is that like at a Build-A-Bear and you're, tr- you're you pointing at which your one you want? In and, yeah. Like, just, are you just picking away at the teddy bear until it's nothing? Just pick your damn teddy so we can go to Cheesecake Factory. Is it a lingerie picker? Oh. Is it like, I'm going to pick out a teddy for you from Victoria's Secrets, baby? Yeah. Where did teddy come from? How does that relate to? I don't know. Like like the lingerie name, like a that teddy? That might be a topic for next week's episode. Might be a topic for TRL. <laughs> teddy. What the shit is a teddy? <laughs> like I know what it looks like and it looks good. It looks good. But what the hell? Why Why is it called a teddy <laughs> instead of a slutty? Or, a, you know, or a sexy? Why Maybe is it a, a teddy? What if it's a Freddy? I'd run. Like like a melted skin mesh suit of lingerie, <laughs> like a Freddy Krueger, Teddy Freddy. I don't know. That's a weird name, but musical growth was on Teddy Picker as well. Mm-hmm. They simply expanded the style. It wasn't anything crazy or like out of this world. It was like they just, it was almost like they added another layer or two. Sure. Maybe they added a tiny bit of underlying synth. Something changed, and I was like, this band's going in the right direction. They're heading in the right direction. I talk about teddies and lingerie and we lose viewers. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Right? <laughs> if y'all don't like sex, get out of this thing. Just get out of here. D is for dangerous was the third track. Some harmonizing there. A little bit of harmonizing. Yeah. A little bit of Beatles shit. Yeah, I picked like, up on some Beatles stuff here and there. M- more growth. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is pretty cool. It's kind of a jam. I'm, I'm, I'm into the album so far. What about you through three songs? Oh, I'm into it. Uh... Yeah, the first four songs I enjoyed. Um, definitely enjoyed this better than the first album. The track Fluorescent Adolescent 
I thought, this is really good. I, I really like this. And there's a little bit of country twang. Tiny bit. That kind of uh, guitar sound. I enjoyed that. Um, it was just a decent, from there on out, it was okay. It was an okay album for me. I don't know if I'd go back and look for this album again. Chances are probably not. Yeah, I could listen to Brainstorm again. Like, that surfer-style yeah. jam was good. Also, James Ward said, Titty Picker, not Teddy. <laughs> Save it for TRL, James, for fuck's sake. What's a Titty Picker, even? I've never heard that term before. James, you dirty-minded little guy, you. I, he's drinking. I bet he's on some peach crown royal. Probably. Or some scissor. <laughs> some scissor. Or some scissor. He's known to drink the scissors. There so you go. <laughs> Balaclava. <laughs> Titty picker. Balaclava. Uh, I, and I said, on this fourth track, this album's getting a tad harder, and this song continues the trend. And I wrote dot, dot, dot. These guys are good. Yeah. And at this time, they were. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, these guys are good. Mm-hmm. Flora, uh, fluorescent Adolescent. I think this was a big hit. Okay. I think it was one of their first big hits. Okay. Fluorescent Adolescent. I can see why. Thought it was good. It was mm-hmm. a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. Solid. Only ones to know. This is the first time that I made the connection that this band and this lead singer sounds, maybe not the music, but the, the singer, a lot of Billy Joe Armstrong to this guy. Okay. A lot of Green Day frontman to this guy. Yeah. Especially if you go back and listen to some of the slow jams, like Only Ones Who Know, I heard Green Day through and through. Okay. Seventh track, Do Me a Favor. Started getting dull. It was getting heavier. They didn't really change it. I was growing a tad weary. It's listenable still, enjoyable, but it's lacking that special something. Yeah. Like it's it's listenable but forgettable at this point. It needs a little bit of spice in the broth. Needs some spice in the broth. Maybe a little titty picker. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it needs a little titty picker. Needs something just to spice up oh. the spice up the room at, of which you listen to this album in. <laughs> Pretty hard to give yourself a one man hand listening to this. Just not spicy enough. <laughs> yeah. This house is a circus. This is a tad different. I was digging <laughs> that one. Uh, it was grungy, yeah. a little bit grungy. There was uh-huh. some grunge influence in some of this, mm-hmm. and I like that. The bad thing, which was the, oh, I'm sorry, the ninth track was If You Were There, Beware. Another Billy Joe Armstrong sounding track. I'm like, what's what's going on? We had a strong opening. We had a strong opening to the second album with Brainstorm. And sure. Then all of a sudden I'm hearing this whiny kind of, and I like Green Day. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They got a new single today. It was solid. Really? I've always liked Green Day. Okay. Kind of a fan. Not a super fan, but I like them. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like imitators. And I yeah. feel like so far in the beginning, you got that Pulp Fiction imitation with that Dick Dale surf rock, mm-hmm. and then you've got some Billy Joe Armstrong, uh, you know, replica like stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want something original. I'm dying for something original at this point. Then we got the next track, the bad thing. Started getting samey some more. Old Yellow Bricks was the 11th track, and I said, I swear this is another copy of a song I've heard, and I couldn't think of it. I can't place it. I hate when that happens. It was on the I've tip of my tongue. Yeah. Much like a titty picker. <laughs> Number 12, 505. The song title was 505. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm out. Nothing changed. They didn't do enough on this one. Like, they started to. Mm-hmm. Brainstorm, I'm like, yeah, this band's coming sure, for you. Sure, yeah. Gonna come pick your titties. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Now I sound like I'm 40. <laughs> Something in my throat, and I sound like my age. <laughs> but the second album was better. I but agree. it started out better, and then it just tailed off. Something awful. Mm-hmm. Any notes on this album? Any other thoughts on this album? Is harder, and I appreciated that. But I was also, like we've said in the past, I was worried as soon as I was done listening to this album. Sure. I was like, this album brought the heat a little bit more. Not enough, but it brought enough for hope. And I was like, this next album, this third one, it's going to fucking suck. <laughs> That's I had a feeling it was going to suck. Yeah. And then I was like, but they've sold 20 million albums, Hicks. Oh, I know. They're they're a big hit in the UK. That's crazy. This band is massive over there. I'm like, they can't suck on the third album. Yeah, I was, uh, I was rooting for them. I thought album number two was better than album number one, but I'm still looking for that 
just something to kick my ass. I'm looking yeah. for that flavor. I'm looking for that. To be fair, Brainstorm did kick my yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only song so far on two albums that literally kicked my ass. So I was I was still hopeful, but I had a feeling something bad was coming. So Atomic Monkeys, Atomic Monkeys, Arctic Monkeys. Maybe Atomic Monkeys is what they need Atomic to be. Atomic Monkeys. Atomic Monkeys. That's a great band name. If Lil Glutton and Chick Hicks ever form a band, <laughs> we'll just be the Atomic Monkeys. That's right. Humbug was the third album. My Propeller. <sighs> Leaning a little more traditional rock. They, they, I feel like they started dropping the whole surfer rock mm-hmm. and kind of punkish vibes were starting to go away. So usually when that happens, that means a band is growing. They're finding their own sound. Right. You know, they're figuring out what they do and what they do well. So I was like, okay, this first song, My Propeller off the Humbug album, this band's going to start finding their way. And maybe, just maybe, they'll, they'll get it done for me. This song, I was like, okay, it's changing, doing okay. It was different. It was different. Yeah. Second song was called Crying Lightning. I heard that song, and there was a lot less energy, and it started sounding like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want to chase ghosts. Yeah. I want to hear Arctic Monkeys rock the fuck out. Sure. They weren't doing that. Yeah. This album, this, this is where my feeling of despair came. Dangerous animals. I like the music. Sure. But it didn't work with the vocals. Mm-hmm. And if you have any thoughts on any of these tracks, jump right in. Okay. Four, Secret Door. Beatles. Beatles. Slow Jam. Yes. Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like, it was It was just, again, they're starting to copy. They're starting to grasp at straws for their sound, which we'll get into even more later. Sure. Yeah. As Hicks pointed out on something. Yeah. Don't get the hiccups now. I can't get the hiccups. That's all right. We're James, all scare me with another phrase like titty picker. <laughs> Catch me off guard. So I'm like, huh. get rid of those hiccups for me. Po- uh, potion approaching mm-hmm. again. I'm digging the music. They're changing the music up a little bit. Exactly. But the vocals don't match. And that song, go look it up right now if you want to. Potion approaching had the same sound. Just a slightly different tempo as Very Ape from In Utero by Nirvana. Really? Yeah. And this song, woo, get it, bud. This song, somebody just flew down the road. This song sounded like Nirvana, and I and I think it was bordering on plagiarism. That's a great observation. It was real, real close to the Very Ape song from In Utero, which is my favorite Nirvana album, even though I don't listen to Nirvana that much anymore. Right. That album kicked my ass. That was a, that was a real, true, mm-hmm. raw punk album. Mm-hmm. Their best album, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, besides Unplugged, that's a classic. Sure. Uh, but, but yeah, so they rip off Nirvana, I think, clearly. On song number five, whether they knew it or not, they could have been like, but we're from the UK. We don't even know who Nirvana is. And I'm like, bullshit. Yes, you do. Six, fire and a thud. Boring. Boring. Cornerstone. I like the song a good bit. It's nice. Nice isn't exactly a glowing thing to say about a song, but it was nice. Right. Nicest. Dance, Little Liar. Uh, I thought this was an intricate jam. Solid. Sorry, like this this album has its high points to me. Pretty Visitors. The, this song's okay too. The album, I admitted at this point that the album could grow on me if I really just committed to sitting down and listening to it over and over after this episode. I'm not going to do that because some albums grow on me as in, I'm trying to think of a good example here. Pearl Jam had an album called No Code. Mm-hmm. Completely different from anything they had done, in my opinion. It was a really strange album for a grunge band like Pearl Jam. The first time I listened to that, I was like, what the hell is Pearl Jam doing? Yeah. A year later, I'm going through my CD collection. The great thing about CDs over streaming music, by the way, sometimes you flip through the pages of your big-ass CD book that weighs 235 pounds. Yeah. And I find no (laughs) code, and I pop that in. And a year of growth for me personally matched up with the growth that they had on that album. That album became one of my favorite albums. I still listen to it to this day. So I thought, 
Maybe the Arctic Monkeys, maybe I revisit this and it's great. I don't think that's going to be the case because I don't think I'm going to revisit it, but there is sleeper potential on the Humbug album to me, but with one week to listen to it, I mean, I'm the sleeper thing's just probably not going to happen. Yeah. I highly doubt I go back to this, especially, <clears throat> which is another reason this shit is hard. We can't go back to shit. We got to listen to something else next week, you know? Oh, like We yeah. got to start something else. So how are we supposed to go back on another artist when... You know, we're going to be jamming ICP next week, you know? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on Humbug thus far? You know, I, I listened to this album, and I thought to myself, I'm at the point of my life where this music really isn't speaking to me. I think that's me, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... I, I They started in 06. I was like 27 by then. Mm-hmm. And I had pretty much figured out what I liked musically. And it wasn't really them. Yeah. Was hoping that would change, but, you know, is it? There's better music out there than this. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, why waste your time on this music so far when there's yeah. better music out there? Yeah. And you know there's better music out there. Yeah. But the game goes on. The hope remains. The jeweler's hands. A somber ending to the album. I hate that fucking title. Yeah, I don't like it either. I hate it. It sounds like uh, a sound clip from a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. Like a soundtrack. You know, Or an Adam just, Sandler film where he's not funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the funny. Uncut Gems was a good album. Did you that watch that movie? good, yeah. Good, good movie. Stress me the fuck out. Me too. Yeah, I didn't I want sweating. him to die. He's like, don't die, Adam. Yeah. Don't die. Yeah. It was a good movie. It's a good movie. Kevin Garnett was good in that movie. Yeah. He's solid in that movie. Yeah, it's like good. It, it makes me excited to watch other Adam Sandler movies, whether they're funny or not. He can do anything. He can. Yeah. And people never gave him credit, but yeah. nothing will ever trump Happy Gilmore to me. I wish oh, my name was Shooter McGavin. <laughs> I, I wish my name was Shooter McGavin. I'd love to be. <laughs> Every time it? I accomplish something at work, like, you did a great job this week. And I'm like... <laughs> Who was the coach who was missing the hand? Was his name Chubbs? Chubbs. Chubbs, yeah. yeah Chubbs. Good shit. Damn, I'm going to bit my hand off. Like, it just... Oh, that's good shit. Such a good movie. I hope they do a second one. Even if it sucks, I'll love it. I'll love it, too. Final thoughts on this album. There was some more growth, but I'm still not all in by any means. And thank God the song titles stopped being so damn long and ridiculously complicated. I was like, hey, yeah. after listening to this album, I went back and I was like, most of the songs were one or two words. That's great. Any closing thoughts on that one, album-wise? Final thoughts? Uh, at this point, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I think they've already, I don't want to say peaked, but I have lost faith in this group at this point. Uh, three albums deep, still not really grabbing my attention, so... We go over to album four, titled Suck It and See. Suck It and See. It sounds like something that goes with a titty picker. <laughs> titty picker, suck it and see. Suck it and see. I, now, here's something. Sometimes I love the play on words with albums. Sometimes I hate it. Mm -hmm. Suck It and See is a little bit too forward to me. I'm not 100% sure what they mean, and I don't give a shit what they meant by the title of this album but sounds suck like it a, and see is very clearly suck it and see sounds like a nickelback track sounds like a nickelback track <laughs> yeah. i'm standing in line so she <laughs> could suck it and see <laughs> oh shit <sighs> so this album title i was like okay they're they're taking a leap here as far as wording goes and they're just going to come right out and, and tell you to suck it and see this album title, I was like, this album's going to suck just because the title Suck It and See. The only time a album title with a sex-involved name that works for me, that was one hell of a jumbled sentence, Blink-182 mm -hmm. had an album called Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Mm -hmm. Take Off Your Pants mm -hmm. and Your Jacket. Mm-hmm. But when you read it, it's take off your pants and jacket. And I'm like, sure. I love this. Yeah. You know, it's a play on words. Yeah. You read it, and it's clear what it's saying. You say it, and it sounds like what James Ward's going to do after the show. Take off your pants, pants and jacket. jacket. Got you got it. Because he's looking at <laughs> titty pickers. I don't know what the hell that's all about. 
But but an album <laughs> title like that, I can oh. get behind. I thought it was funny. It was clever. Suck it and see. That's not clever. There's nothing clever about it. Yeah, I know. I'm going to uh, go ahead and express my thoughts early before you get started. Album number four, Suck It and See. Fuck this album. Oh. This, this, is, this is where is where it got kind of difficult. Again, Butcher, where you at? You listened to all of it, supposedly. I got to know those thoughts. She's Thunderstorms, Billy Joe Armstrong. Black... Treckle? 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 Treckle. These fucking names, dude. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong again. What's Green a treackle? I don't know what a treackle is. Apparently it's lingerie. Uh-huh. Brick by brick. Kind of an old school jam. <laughs> I was like, this is solid. <laughs> the Hellcat Spangled Shala Sala Sala Sala. I was fuck like, this fuck album. Fuck this album. <laughs> Stupid ass names. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. I, listen, I'm not trying to be like, <laughs> I'm not trying to say Americans are dumb. I thought UKs were smarter than us. Oh, their accent is plus 10 points on their IQ range. Yeah, I mean, it's... right. <laughs> I, like, I, I just thought there was more sense, but I'm I'm reading this shit, and I'm like, who's that, who's that fucker that dated Katy Perry? What's that goofball? Russell they, Brand. Russell Brand. I'm reading this shit, and I'm like, did Russell Brand write all these song titles? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that what happened here? Like, this uh... is stupid. See, I told you what the title of album for. Yes, you did, James Ward. Suck it and see, buddy. <laughs> the, the dumb names just pissed me off on this album. Uh, Don't sit down because I moved your chair was the next song. Fucking oh hell. Oh, my gosh. If you can't make good music. Just stop. At least just title it The or yeah. Walls or Shelf yeah. or Butt Rock. <laughs> do something don't use these stupid titles library pictures was the next song <sighs> billy joe armstrong again but then because i was trying to be attentive library pictures halfway through the song got some crazy good guitar shit maybe a hidden gem on this album there was some killer guitar on track six of <laughs> Suck it and see. <laughs> Crazy good guitar shit. And I put, okay, this is the top track. Out of the first four albums I've listened to, Library Pictures. If you want to hear a good song that you have to make it a minute into before it gets good, that song is Library Pictures. All My Own Stunts was the next song. For some reason, this song title pissed me off too. I don't know why. All My Own Stunts, it's not that complicated, but it's a little braggy. Yeah. It's like, I'm Tom Cruise. Well, you know what, Tom Cruise? You're a fucking weird-ass Scientologist. I don't give a shit if you do all your own stunts. <laughs> yeah. This is cool, though. The song was cool. The album, at this point, because I think I was high off the last song, Library Pictures, mm-hmm. I put that this album is solid as hell. I'm not sure why I wrote that. Okay. Because it was like two songs. Mm-hmm. Two, out of, two, two songs out of six tracks. I was like, this album's getting solid. I started getting that whole stoner vibe. I'm like, man, you got to listen to Suck It and See, man. It's fucking <laughs> brilliant, man. Shit went downhill real quick. Uh-huh. Reckless Serenade. I wrote, okay, back down hill. Pile Driver Waltz. Boring. More Billy Joe Armstrong, but boring. Love is a laser quest. Fuck you guys. Oh my gosh. What a shitty name. For Love a is a laser quest. Oh my gosh. Flash. Ah. Love is a laser quest. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't know. Are they just, at this point, are they just trying to fulfill their contract with just garbage? I, I mean, don't know. Just a, are they wanting fired at this point? I mean, what the hell? Why I don't know, even? man. Love is a laser quest, though. That's one of the shittiest song titles I've ever heard. I would imagine you just have to be stoned out of your mind on oh. something stronger than Mary Juana. Mm. Like, to be just coming up with names like that, like, Shower Curtain is a firestorm. <laughs> what the fuck uh, are you talking about? I don't know. Love is a laser quest. I, I, this just... Then we got track 11, Suck It and See. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after I wrote a few songs earlier, this album is solid as hell. 
suck it and see. I was like, this album's going to end on the lowest note possible, especially after Love is a Laser Quest and Shower Curtains on Fire Up Your Butt. Stupid ass titles. Then you got That's Where You Went Wrong, and I was like, just blah. I'm just blah at this point. Yeah. I'm so done with this band. You got four albums. You had four albums to get me really hopeful. Yeah. You've sold 20 million. It's crazy. You've been nominated for a bunch of awards. You're a big name band. Arctic Monkeys. Not that big, but in the UK and Australia, according to Dan Rozier, this up, band man? meant something. Yeah. It's crazy. Not really. I'll tell you what, at this point, I think I messaged you and I said, I can't fucking go on. And I was like, please, Hicks, don't let me suffer through this alone. <laughs> I can't do it. I Love can't is do a it laser anymore. quest, brother. Oh my gosh. I was I was listening to other shit just to get this out of my mind. Th this made me wonder out. if we're musical snobs. This this really made me wonder, like, are we just musical snobs? James Ward says sounds like an acid trip. Yes, it does. Love is a laser quest absolutely sounds like an acid trip. Yeah. And it had me questioning everything. Like, this band made me question everything. Am I just a musical snob? <laughs> is this shit actually good, but I'm just a dick? What is wrong with me? I started slapping myself like Arctic Monkeys, like Arctic Monkeys. I couldn't. Not at this point. It could get better. It could get better. It I mean, we still have so two much hours better. to go, but I was like, Barker, I can't do this shit anymore. You're going to have to go on without me. And you said, no man left behind. You, you got it. You got to listen. I said, all right. I, I'm, Friendship I'm back in. is a laser quest, my friend. <laughs> Friendship is a laser quest. Oh, shit. My final thoughts on this album it had potential, and then it went limp yeah. and not in a good biscuit way. Just limp. <laughs> yeah. I use the same lines, I know. That's it's all fun. right. So does, so does Arctic Monkeys. So does Arctic Monkeys. So does Arctic Monkeys. <sighs> I know. It, it's it's getting tough at this point. Th this is where me and Hicks start talking, and we're like, okay, what the hell can we do to give ourselves a break? Mm -hmm. Like, I know everyone, not everyone. I shouldn't be so cocky. That, that's getting really Arctic Monkeys. Be cocky. Me. A lot of the, the people that watch and listen to this podcast semi-religiously, Fireball, bless the Fireball, <laughs> seem to really enjoy it. And I'm glad because I enjoy doing this every Friday. I sure. do. Yeah, I do too. But I need two weeks to digest some of this shit. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to do the whole TRL ep TRL podcast thing. Sure. To give ourselves a break where we don't have to focus so hard and ruin every week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, some bands are going to be great. We've, we've ran into that. Right. Some bands are just going to kill us. Yeah, and I do have one positive thing to say. I'm ready to hear that. But I'll get there. Fucking shit. <laughs> All right. AM, this is the fifth album. This is a big one because this is kind of a breakout album as far as radio, rock, and billboard shit goes. Do I want to know is the biggest hit the Arctic Monkeys have? It's Black Keys. Black Keys fucking keys which their new album sucks i never thought i'd say that i'm a big black keys fan mm -hmm. i love nearly everything they've done but they released a new album called i don't even it was something like crispy cream it wasn't called that it was called something cream it's like in front of a Your little dairy picker. corner titty pick cream <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> But I love the Black Keys, but the Black Keys went completely blues-ish. And, and if you listen to the Rolling Stones deep dive, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't like the blues album because there's, there's only so much you can do with the blues, and there's, it's been done. There's only so much you can do, and I know there's one guitarist, Joe Bonamassa, I believe, yeah. how you pronounce his name? Something like that. Plays Laser the blues Quest. And he has like 600 guitars that are worth like a million dollars a piece. Plays the blues. Dude, I don't believe you. You don't have anything to be sad about. I mean, you don't have any. The soul's not behind it. It's manufactured. I'm, right. not, I'm not buying it. I'm expecting that's with the black keys. You know, some of their, I don't want to say it's blues, 
But, you know, they had the Black Keys, and I hate to go off track here. No, go off track. I mean, the track we're on is leading us straight into suck it and see. <laughs> yeah. So, And I don't want to do that. I had no idea. I had the... I listened to the Black Snake Moan soundtrack. Okay, good movie. One track is by the Black Keys. I had no idea it was the Black Keys that performed that song. And it was a good song. Hmm. I don't know what the hell my point is. The, don't You don't have to have one. The, have the Arctic point. Monkeys don't have one. <laughs> they don't have one. So I can see. If you're going to do the blues, you know, you have to have a little bit of pain behind it. You yeah. The, a yeah. little bit of... Yeah. And it's been done. And it it's has. been copy and pasted and and if anyone ever built on it sorry to those hardcore traditional blues guys but gary clark jr took the blues and added something to it and and and, and made it better but it's like the sound that he did still had already been done yeah he just was really good at it yeah so it's like man there's just not much you could do with it the black keys kind of went that direction and i was like damn it you yeah. know their last album was phenomenal yeah so yeah, you, do I want to know? You say it's Black Keys like, and you're correct. And it's like, you know, I think this band has already found their identity. Sure, and it's not working for me. Like they found it, they've tried to expand on it, they've tried to really, you know, become their own thing. But do I want to know? While it was a catchy song, I'll admit that all day, catchy mm -hmm. as shit. Nothing groundbreaking, nothing new, and this is album five. Are you mine? Is the next track? I thought it's okay. Three, one for one for the road. It's okay. Samey, Arabella. Okay, but nothing exciting. Mm -hmm. I want it all. Okay, sounds like something else again. Number one party anthem. I hate this title track. I hate the title track, and it was like Oasis trying their best to put me to sleep. Okay, good point. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Mad sounds. I just got Z's written out because I was literally nodding off at this point. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is this band trying to do to me? This might be a great sleep album. This might be an <laughs> yeah. album you put on when you are struggling to sleep, which happens when you get in your late 30s and early to mid 40s. You wake up at 3 a.m. and your eyes are <laughs> wide open and you're like, what is going on? Why? Why, God? Why am I awake? Why can't I go back to sleep? Anyone that's in their late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s, you know, it sucks. Put this album on. It might help. <laughs> this and a little Z-Quill. Maybe a couple bong hits, man. I tell you what. Right out. At this point, this music is pissing me off. I'm, I'm starting mad. to get mad. I'm mad. And I know you said that, too. And I to felt mad. your anger. Fireside, next track, track eight. I just got WTF written down. What the fuck? What's going on here? Why only? Why do you only call me when you're high? Fuck these song titles. <laughs> Fuck them. This is terrible. Snap out of it. Boring. Knee socks. Boring. I want to be yours. Boring. Final thoughts on the album. Lost me completely. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. Never again will I jam this album. At this point, I was so aggravated that I'm never listening to the Arctic Monkeys again. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what they do. Unless the song comes on the radio and they got a new lead singer that doesn't sound like Billy Joe Armstrong and they got a new guitar player, bassist, and drummer that don't sound like the fucking guys that were there, <laughs> I'm not listening to them. <laughs> yeah. This shit sucked. And I bad. thought, I thought they had hit the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I thought I had gotten the ass uh. sludge out of the bottom of the barrel. I thought I scooped that shit up, threw it in the toilet, washed my hand, asked myself, why the fuck did I just pick up shit with my bare hand? <laughs> And I could move on with my life. But you know what? That's not the case. Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. This is where I'm happy to talk about this band because it's going to be funny as fuck. And I have a very positive observation related to this album. Fantastic. And I'll get it's to that. It's the last one. Is that the positive observation? <laughs> no. Oh. But I know that I sent you a message. We had a little bit of an offline discussion and I sent you a screenshot of my notes. Technically online discussion. Online, yes. But off your line. That is right. An internal discussion. Internal. I said, these guys are afraid to roll the dice. What a bunch of pussies. And you responded with, 
Just wait. Just wait. They're breaking out the dice. Fucking shaking them up. <laughs> Getting ready to play with Dave Chappelle and Ashy Larry. Rolled them. They threw them, and what landed? They, they threw them right in the sewer. <laughs> threw them right in the sewer. Ninja Turtles caught them shits and was like, that's shit. That's shit. Tranquility Basin Hotel. First track, Star Treatment. My notes, kill me. Kill me. This band, and I thought it was just on the first track. They switched it up all right. Yeah, they did. They switched it up. They went from punk, rockabilly, fresh take on those two genres kind of band in albums one and two. And by album six, they're like, fuck the instruments. Mm. Let's go right over there. To the Titty Picker Hotel Casino. <laughs> casino, yeah, yeah. And which is, it's, it's fitting because it's, it's called Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Sure. Tranquility means just tranquilized and, and relaxation. Yeah. I don't know if that was their goal here was to tranquilize us with relaxation, but it sounded just like a shitty piano bar in a shitty hotel and casino. Just north of Columbus. <laughs> yeah. And I was just blown away by how terrible this band got on the opening track of the sixth album. <laughs> blown away. I was like, who in their right mind under the age of 94 is going to listen to this and enjoy it? Oh, it pissed me off. Not to be ageist, but right. I'd have to be 94, barely cognitive, on my deathbed put this on and I'm like I can go now <laughs> this shit sucked folks oh, it's, it's horrible it's so bad and we're talking about the first song yeah. the first song made me so disenchanted and angry at this band that I had to that I had to listen to 11 tracks <laughs> of what could potentially be this shit and I was like please god let this be the only song on this album that sounds like this. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not. Second song, One Point Perspective. Probably the first catchy song title to me, mm -hmm. One Point Perspective, that speaks to me a little bit. I was like, this is, you know, I feel like sometimes I have a one point perspective and I have tunnel vision and that tunnel vision is just the way I live my life, and it's just be a, a good, kind person to the best of your ability sure. and trample through life. Sure. Their definition of one-point perspective was, we're going to steal the opening to Yonkers from Tyler, the creator, mm. and turn it into a casino jam. Shit sucked. American Sports. Okay, Huey Lewis is probably pissed off that they titled this song American Sports. And I wrote, I get it. This album is supposed to sound like a Vegas or small casino piano bar. That doesn't make it not suck. The title track, just kill me. Golden Trunks, I just want to get through this shit. Song six, four out of five, 80 cent opening. And I was like, okay, 80 cent. I like 80 cent every once in a while. Sure. Song comes to mind. I can't think of it. They ripped off someone else and I couldn't think of it. That was the best song so far that I also will never, ever, 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 ever listen to again. Mm -hmm. The world's first ever monster truck front flip way to piss me <laughs> off. That's the song of the title, folks. The song of the title. Title of the song. That's how angry I am. I'm turning green. The world's first ever monster truck front flip. I didn't even get to that point, so. What the hell kind of name is that? I don't know. Like, I get it. You guys think you're clever. You guys think you're witty. You think you're funny. Song sucked. Song title sucked. The rest of the song, science fiction. At this point, I'm like, sorry, this shit's pointless. She looks like fun. Terrible song. Bat phone. Gee, I, no words. First time podcast. No words. Mm-hmm. The Ultra Chess, or Cheese, I think it was the Ultra Cheese, and I just wrote, thank God it's over. <laughs> that was the last song, thank God it's over. My final thoughts, 
the last two albums were bad, but I didn't know how bad it could get. Mm-hmm. After listening to this joke of a fucking piano casino album, I turn on the heaviest thrash metal shit that I could think of and just let my mind be melted by... I did, <laughs> I did that a few times. I, I could not. This is... I'm going to say something really crazy. Out of every album I've listened to in my 39 and a half year life, I'm lying, I'm 40. This is the worst fucking album I've ever heard. Tranquility Hotel and Casino, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, it's not memorable, it doesn't matter, is yeah. the worst album. I would rather listen to Dire Straits for the rest of my life <laughs> That's bad. than listen to this 10 more times. That's bad. This album sucked. This album was the definition of suck it and see. I sucked this discography, and I saw <laughs> you that saw. it was not good. You saw. It was not good. The first few albums, or the first few albums, the first few tracks that I listened to, I thought this is 100% a David Bowie ripoff. What little bit I know about Bowie. And that was a great catch because I didn't notice it. Okay. And then when you said it and you sent me a couple examples of later david bowie stuff not later necessarily it was like the the middle of his career it was like sure. before before he did a chameleon change sure like before he went i'm afraid of americans <laughs> yeah you know you sent me some really somber david bowie tracks mm -hmm. and they were good because yeah. david bowie you know they were weak for bowie yeah but you nailed it like this band was going for the casino piano thing while also imitating Bowie and it was very apparent once you sent me those tracks I was like you you nailed that okay but my god they sucked at it oh yeah they did you know it's uh Bowie did his thing uh which I respect um but the positive observation from this album it turned me on to Bowie and I started listening to some Bowie there we go so it opened the door for me I was outside washing a vehicle. Maybe was, that's what they meant by suck it and see. Yeah, I, I can see now. This album sucked. So And now you see Bowie. Now, now I see Bowie. And I went down a little bit of a, a YouTuber rabbit hole with Bowie. And I enjoyed it so much. So, Well, that's exciting. They led me to Bowie. And now that we're going to do this every two-week thing with the TRL, mm -hmm. with Bark and Daily... And Chick Hicks. <laughs> That's right. I'm not ripping off any names at all there. Hey, I was the original. You're Chick the original Chick Hicks before, before cars. cars? Yes. We've been watching Cars lately. It's been uh, a good time. I have the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, so so David Bowie. We've wanted to do David Bowie for a while anyways, but yeah. the discography's what? 700 Sh albums, probably. I don't yeah, know. It's it, so it, much. It, it's crazy. We started on Prince, and I haven't touched that since album like either. four or five, yeah. which I will. Yeah. You know, it's it's in the works. Yeah. Especially for, since my friend Stella likes it, which her name's actually Stephanie, and I work with her, but she told me her nickname's Stella. So I'm like, Stella. Stella. And I see her. I'm like, Stella. <laughs> yeah. But that's good. I'm glad that this led to maybe some more Bowie exposure. But the Arctic mm -hmm. Monkeys, if you didn't follow along and you didn't listen, I'm going to try to save you the hassle and the trouble. Just don't do it. Don't do it. The first two albums are fun yeah. and enjoyable. So if you are, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're like, I just want a fun album that I don't even have to pay attention to, but just gets me moving. Listen to those first two Arctic Monkeys albums. They're fine. I won't do it again because they killed me on these last four or five albums. They they literally ran me off. They seriously said, we don't want you to listen to us anymore. And I heard you loud and clear. I will not be listening to the Arctic Monkeys ever again. I don't think I will either. It's yeah. not a think. It's a fuck you, Arctic yeah. Monkeys. It, it's that last album you talked about. Nickelback making you angry. Yeah. I felt the angry. anger on that hotel tranquility bullshit. Yeah. Like I literally got angry. I was like, I, do I really have to listen to this for 45 minutes? Yeah. Like it's the, it's the equivalent of being waterboarded for it's 45 minutes. It's the opposite of what you expect music to do for you. Yeah. yeah. And I like slow jams. Yeah. You know, I, I sent you a song by uh, the White Buffalo. Sure. That's some good slow shit, you know? Yeah. And there's some other real good slow shit like 
there's just this i love acoustic music yeah what's that fella's name we were that we were watching videos of last night frank frank oh frank we got to find that guy uh hicks was sending me videos of this guy on youtube named frank older fella very much older to my you know eyes and he was singing covers of slipknot snuff snuff by slipknot which i'm not a big slipknot fan but i there is some songs that i like but this guy was doing all these covers acoustically and his voice was very less less twangy less earthy johnny cash like it was just he wasn't trying to sing he was just i'm gonna sing a song about how and it was it was so nice and refreshing what's his name his name is it was really good like this guy is putting himself imagine being probably in your late 70s or 80s and going on youtube playing an acoustic guitar and putting yourself out there like that this dude's got like almost half a million subscribers oh yeah and people absolutely love him i loved him oh i did too i listened to that last night and i was like i love this guy Wish he was, you know, one of my grandpas. Oh, know? yeah. Like, I just really enjoyed him. Slow stuff is not always bad. Sometimes slow stuff is wonderful. Yeah. But when, you know, the Arctic Monkeys do this slow casino piano shit, it didn't work. And I love piano. It's it's probably my favorite instrument, honestly. Okay. I love piano. Okay. I love, it's the reason I love Atlantis Morissette. Oh, yeah. I love the Killers and the... Uh, <clears throat> Samstown Abbey Road version. Like when somebody plays a piano right and puts the right vocals to it, there's nothing more beautiful. It doesn't need anything else. Doesn't need it's, anything it's else. It's complete. Even Demi Lovato from the Grammys from like last year, she did a piano, one of her big songs on piano, and it was gorgeous. Okay. Arctic monkeys just they can't they can't do it. They can't pull it off. It just it was terrible. And it's it's weird because the talents there. Not the Billy talent. That band's 20 times better oh, than Arctic yeah. Monkeys. Yeah. It's just... I but yeah, you're right. The talent the, is there. The skills are there. They are. The, the first them. couple albums showed that. And and to an extent, the third album touched on it a little bit. There in the middle, I was like, this band is potentially going to grow into something great. And that didn't happen. I don't know what they're going to do next, but I won't... Hopefully nothing. I won't find out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that last album uh, was 2018. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything else from him. I don't either. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be mean, but I don't want to hear anything else from him. And I was kind of excited to do this because I had known that they did more albums than what I listened to. I knew that I had probably only listened to 10 to 15% of their stuff. So I was like, I knew I liked it back then enough to jam it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Not over and over, but maybe they grew. Maybe they, they are going to do something. They did something all right. They pissed me off. Oh, they pissed me off too. It was just the... Uh they did not evolve. They didn't grow, I don't think. Not even a little bit. Uh, I thought they sounded just they were bored, you know. I think they did get bored. I, I think, I mean, I, you'd have to be really bored to make that last album. If you're in a band, and that's another thing I want to point out, you're in a band. This isn't a one-man show. This isn't Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. You're in a band, and the singer is just singing shitty, shitty singing. Mm-hmm. With a piano and maybe a few really light, under-the-radar, bottom-of-the-track stack, just barely even legible other instruments. I couldn't pick them out. I just heard uh, you know a little bit of tranquil piano and tranquil bass and this guy singing. Who wants to be in a band like that? Yeah. It brings me back to that Tom Petty documentary where... The keyboard player is like, play your fucking guitars. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking play them. They make noise. Hit them. Strum them. Do something. Yeah. Instead, they're just like barely touching the strings. Like, fucking play the guitars. Yeah. This band had to be screaming at their lead singer like, fucking do something besides playing elevator music and singing over top of it. Sure. It was, it was pure shit. Yeah. Absolute pure shit. And I hate to be disrespectful to an artist when they're putting themselves out there. Mm. But I don't. Yeah, my 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 time is more valuable than what they done after the first couple albums. Sure. And like I said, first couple, I'm not listening to them again. Is what it is. This particular band made me super excited 
to do TRL next week. <laughs> yeah. Super excited for you guys to just throw random topics at us and let us mindlessly respond. Sure. With who knows what's going to be said. I'll probably get canceled. <laughs> I will probably get canceled. And that's coming from a that's coming from a from a lefty, a Democrat. Antifa has come from somebody destroying the country. I'll probably still get canceled because I still live in Jackson, Ohio. I'm still going to say some shit if somebody throws the wrong subject out there that somebody could be like, cancel him. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And that'll give us more time, like you said, to really listen to the music and focus on it in the background while... You know, I said I was a Democrat and all of our listeners are gone. <laughs> Is that right? I'm yeah. kidding. They stuck around. Yeah. I don't like to be part of the divide, but I'll probably divide your asses next week. <laughs> probably divide you real hard. Yeah. It'll be fun. So think about those topics next week. Hicks, any closing thoughts? Anything else you want to get off your chest about the Arctic Monkeys, uh, about TRL, about anything else? Before we move the fuck on I think from the Arctic Monkeys. I think you've already uh, touched on the points. Don't waste your time. Don't do it. Don't uh, don't recommend it. Find something better to listen to. I feel like I just bitched for an hour. Yeah. Like, I feel, that's I feel very what, negative. That's what they did to you. Yeah. Feeling negative. Need yeah. some positivity in my life. Yeah. Not the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> the good thing is that we're done with them. Well, you, you, uh, either you or a listener needs to pick what's next because I just, I, I can't, I, I pick this one mm-hmm. and the guilt runs deep. <laughs> Does it? The guilt runs so deep. Okay. I don't have the capacity to be responsible for what happens next. I understand. If you or the listeners pick something and it sucks, mm-hmm. at least I know I didn't strike out twice in a row. Sure. Dan Rozier. My British Texan Australian friend, mm-hmm. fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Yeah, you suggested another band to listen to. I love you so much that we probably will eventually, but you can go to hell. <laughs> the Arctic Bunkies suck. suck. I hope you suggested that, knowing you'd get to hear me, bitch. I hope it wasn't like Bach is gonna love these guys. <laughs> no. No, 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 and no. I hope you're one of the the people online watching. They suck. Nothing else can be said. Nothing else can be said. So guess what, folks? We're going to see you on TRL next week with Barkin Daly and Chick Hicks. That's right. And we're just going to have fun with it. We're not going to listen to uh, shit all week long. We'll listen to something. We'll announce what we're listening to on Monday, as always. Sure. But you'll have two weeks to listen to what we're listening to instead of one if you follow along like you know the repeater Aaron Butcher <laughs> or our boy James Ward. I don't know if James Ward follows along or not. He's too busy playing titty picker. <laughs> Join us next week for the first episode of TRL. It'll be broadcast on the exact same channels. It'll be on the Stuck of My Generation page on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. It'll just have a different background. It'll have a different outlayer there. That's right. But it'll be a, a lot looser, a lot less bitchy, I hope. And uh, I got we'll to see you guys then. We both got to <laughs> pee. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 